Today is January 28th, and we are coming at you with a brand new episode of Talking Yanks. There's no news, absolutely no news. So today we are talking Yankees fantasy baseball, where the players land, when you should draft them, who you should reach for, who's a value pick, all that. We're also going to do some responses to when someone yells Yankee sucks, and then we got some voicemails too. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. All right. How's everyone doing? I am John Boy. I'm coming to you from Northern California. My co-host Jake is coming to you from Denver. We are two transplanted Yankee fans, originally from Connecticut. Jake, hello. Hi. Two two Yankee fans getting transplants. Mm, mm, tough. Tough. All right, so we uh, we do some fantasy talk later, but first I wanted to do what we discussed last week, Jake. Do we need a little more sure. of a buffer? How you doing? How's your day? How you been? Yeah, man, I'm I'm all right. Let's know. Let's talk about last week. I'm good. I had a nice quiet weekend. Big big weekend coming up. Going skiing and Super Bowl and all that. But so yeah, kind of quiet weekend. Quite week. I've done nothing this weekend but sit here and work on talking Yank stuff. We mentioned we have a lot of like mini episodes and some stuff we're tabling and a lot of content for March. So I've been working on that. Yesterday I spent 12 hours in this chair editing and doing all that stuff. Today I'm on my fourth cup of coffee in about four hours. Got a little jittery. It's fun. It's, uh, I can't wait to be doing this all the time and not just every Saturday and Sunday like a crazy person. One month, man. One month. Month away. I'm excited. All right. February is the shortest month. Yeah, also really good. Yanks only. Good month. Talking Yanks. It's a good month because baseball starts and my birthday's in it. Yeah, man. No, it's kind of weird. I won't go too because you're not going to like where this ends up. I'm excited. I'm excited. But what are those, uh, you know, you're a Scorpio, you're a Libra, you're a Capricorn, astrology. Signs? What's your sign? Dude, almost every girl I've, like, dated or you, one of my best good friends, like, all February people. Yeah, but it's weird. weird. I think the signs splits February in half. I think February nineteenth is a new, a different sign. Well, then it's a February thing. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I was talking astrology. Talking astrology. Last week, Jake Libra for all the fans. Last week, Jake posed the question: If you're walking down the street and someone, and you're wearing Yankees gear, and someone just says, "Hey, Yankees suck," how do you respond to them? And I think we decided. Well, we're killing with kindness, people. We talked about that, and we said, "No, I like, I like them. Like, no, they're good. No, they're good. They're actually good. You should check them out." Yeah, uh, one that I I actually use a decent amount for other things that I didn't realize is you want to act it out. You be the person that yells at me. Hey, hey, short guy with the short younger guy with the gray hair. The Yankees suck. What what do you got? Pinstripes in your hair? You gray ugly bitch. Well, I think I might respond. I think I might respond differently if the random person on the street put all that info in there. Well, let's run it back. Let's run it back with just a Yankee suck. We'll just try it. Another guy says something like, "Oh man, Yankees suck." At what? Ooh, see, that's good. at baseball. No, no, they're good at baseball. Alright. It's good. Yeah, at what's new, good? New situation, new, situation neutralized. Yeah, you first you knock them back with like, what do you mean at what? Like, what else How could, could I you be think talking I about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
So confusing good. So here's a good one from our friend Greg. He says, hey, Yankees suck. Jake sucks. That works all the time. See, that's tough. That's tough. That's kind of like what you were saying with that random guy that was talking about pinstripes in your hair and stuff. That person already knows my name. So, okay, yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Um, I laugh and say, sure, keep telling yourself that. Yeah, that's a little... Well, what about what do you think that about this one? That doesn't neutralize the other person. No, yeah, they just keep they keep they keep going. What about this one? Just start repeating the Gettysburg Address until it gets unbearably awkward. That's tough. That's always a good play, but yeah. Say the. Do you know the first line of the Gettysburg Address? Four score and twenty years ago. Nice. That's all I know. Yo, where's your twenty-seven World Series wins? Yeah, we figured people would land there. I, my, my thing is, if someone yells Yankees suck at you and you respond with 27 World Series wins, they've won because that's what they want you to say. And then right. they're going to laugh at you because that is the stereotypical dumb Yankee fan response. Like, you can't think of anything better. So you're just like, 27 championships. Know what I will say, Jim, is because we've been poisoned with that a little bit, being from the Northeast, because that, that used to be – the Yankee fans end all be all end all argument, whether it was 25, 26, 27 and Red Sox fans for years got so sick of that, that it hit because Yankees fans would use that argument for I don't know, 20 years, 10 years, every year. And Red Sox fans would be like, okay, you know, you can't just keep hiding around the championship, which is always a BS argument. If anyone says that it's like, well, no, that's the whole, that's the whole objective of all of this. But now Patriot fans, who 95% of them are Red Sox fans, have been pointing to the rings again, especially if they win this Super Bowl. So I brought it up with one of my Red Sox fans. Hey, if you start bringing up the Patriot six rings, we can say 27 again, fair game. Yeah. So let let that be known. So if if you've got a Red Sox-Pats fan that starts pushing that, just be like, that's fine. If you want to talk about the six rings, that's cool. But then we can talk about the 27 the yeah you can't can't have your cake and eat it too that's a very good point so i'm gonna skip over like there's one that said kiss the hardware which is again i'm not into that skip those uh this person said they just respond with okay which i really like okay is good or i mean i i think our twist on like kiss the hardware would be like kiss my dad <laughs> i think that that just people would be like whoa <laughs> what's that all about <laughs> Why did you want me to kiss your dad? <laughs> okay. Cool. cool. What? <laughs> Get me out of here. Now they're uncomfortable. One of my favorite scenes in movies is um, Big Daddy when Sonny, they ruined the big, the good surprise on Sonny. And she goes, Sonny, we've ruined the good surprise on you. And Adam Sandler just looks at her and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I like okay. Um, let's see, twenty-seven. Yes, this is a very fact-based statement. Thank you for the info. Have a great day. A little more formal. Yep. What about this one? You tell them to get back in the drive-through window. The cars are starting to line up. See, we you told me this one, and we said, you know, if if that's the actual situation, like yeah, yeah, keep things moving. Yeah, we're in the drive-through here. Just hand me my change and let's not slow this Why down. Why are you talking to me about Yankee stuff? But and just walking the streets, that's that's like coming back with a lower blow. That's yeah. not good. I'm glad they bother you so much. 
Yeah. I just start listing our roster. We got Judge, Stanton, Gary, Didi, Bird, Savvy, Roldis, Tanaka, and we got a bunch of top prospects. It's like, okay, that's a lot. Of... That's good depending how you deliver it. Yeah. Like, if you if you just come in, like, blind, blank face, and like, no, like, we just got Giancarlo. He's crazy good. He just won NL MVP. We have Aaron Judge. He was second in the AL MVP. Like that's some good guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's very sincere. Like, no, man, they're they're good. The team's looking really good. Another one that I kind of did on Twitter to like this fifteen-year-old Astros fan who came into all of our mentions on Twitter. He was like, "We hate the Yankees," and someone said, "That's fine. Like, you're supposed to hate us. We're good. You're envious of us." He was like, "We're not. We don't envy you at all." And I just said, "Do you hate the Rays?" And he said, no one hates the Rays, man. Why would you hate the Rays? And I said, thank you. I said, well, that's my point. And then he didn't really, he just said, okay. He didn't have a response. Yeah. Long-winded, but good. Yeah. Suck down the champagne. Oh, yeah. A lot of, like, suck and sexual jokes. Like, yeah, yeah and the Red Sox blow or. Kiss my dad. Kiss my dad. What about this? This one. <laughs> this one. Jake, I need your input on this one. Okay, let's let's act it out. You be the okay. Yankee suck person. Hey man, Yankees suck. Eat a bag of yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that an insult? Uh, what happens to you if you uh, eat yeast? Do you explode and die? If the goal, like we maybe. said, it just to confuse them, that's great. Eat a bag of yeast. But I don't know what eating yeast means. But that one made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah, I think. You're not supposed to eat yeast. I mean, I don't think it makes you violently ill or anything, but... I have no uh, idea. If I yell Red Sox suck and they tell me to eat a bag of yeast, I'm just head down, keep walking, because I don't know how to deal with that. So maybe it's it's bad. bad. Okay, um, we're going to kick it to... Kick it like I'm some sort of DJ in the 90s. I didn't kick like it. I, I, didn't like, I didn't like that. I just said that. But I'll leave it. I'll let it ride. Um, we're going to go to – we had Adam come on. He writes for Talking Yanks. He does a little more advanced stats and fantasy stuff. We're going to send it to the talk we had with him about all about Yankees and fantasy baseball. And then we'll come back at the end and do some voicemails. So enjoy that. Here's Adam. Didn't like that either. Here's kick the, it to Adam. Kick Here's it to, Adam. Kick it to Adam. Here. Damn it, I hate myself. Go Yankees. All right, we're bringing in special guest Adam to join the Talking Yanks crew this week because we are on week four of literally no news. For real, I'm not even saying literally like in the wrong, annoying sense. We've literally had no news for four weeks. It's so boring. So we're going to do some fantasy baseball. I would think a lot of people that listen to us are in leagues. If not, we'll dumb it down a little bit. I play fantasy baseball. Well, first, Adam, say hi. Sorry. What's up, guys? Adam here. I'm excited to be on. Talking Yanks, talking fantasy. Yeah, Adam's been writing on TalkingYanks.com, which is the website in itself is very slow build right now. But once the season goes, we'll be kicking and multiple posts a day once I go full time. And and you're going to be a big contributor to that. Jake, are you going to write anything ever? I'll write some things. You, you've seen I've written a couple Knicks articles. I'm actually starting to get into it. I didn't like it at first. Now I kind of like it. Nice. But as you've seen my problems, and we mentioned this before the show, like Microsoft Word, like that's my tech spectrum. Like you guys, you wanted me to send a Google Doc, and I'm like, I don't. Well, no. You're no, a, here's here's this. You sent us the article on Microsoft Word, and we're like, can you guys help edit it? And we were like, dude, I don't even have Microsoft Word anymore, which is bizarre. But yeah, so you'll get to writing. You know what I'm excited to do again? 
the GIF recaps because I make GIFs while I watch the games, and then I'm going to post all of those on the website after every game. I think those will draw in a lot of people that don't like words but like moving pictures, and then eventually we'll hook them on the words. This may be a conversation for another time, but I'm glad that you call it GIF. I'm always arguing whether it's GIF or GIF. I'm a big GIF guy. Jake? The GIF is peanut butter. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm big. I'm big GIF guy. I th- I think the guy who created them said it was Jif, and then everyone on the internet was like, nah, dude, like nah. what you said doesn't matter really. <laughs> Does it stand for graphic? So like G, uh-huh. graphic? Yeah. Yep. We talking Make letters? Sure. Yeah, we're talking letters. All right. Talking letters? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam does some more of the, the stats that Jake and I shy away from because we just don't go too deep. Uh, I like the stats. But we don't – we're not we, – on this podcast, we don't go deep into stats. Sometimes, sometimes I like like I don't like spin rate at all, but we like some stats. I like OPS. <laughs> all in on spin rate. <laughs> all right, so we we asked Adam. He's also going to do some fantasy stuff during the season to give us what we're looking for is just how these Yankees look in draft boards. Because my problem is I love the Yankees. I hate the Red Sox, and that carries over to my fantasy. Like I, I cannot compartmentalize my true fandom and my fantasy, so I never have a Red Sox on my team. And I usually end up with a lot of Yankees. And I, I think I'm going to try and get a lot of Yankees this year. Naturally. That's the way to go. So who's the best? Who's going to be the top Yankees? Is it Judge or is it Stanton? So that's a great debate. And let's preface this first. Um, are we talking strictly typical 5 by 5 Roto League with batting average runs, RBI, home runs, stolen bases for offense? Yeah, we'll we'll talk normally. Triples, errors, what what fielding percentage, all the regular stuff. What league? Do you, what are you? Outfield assists. What are you playing? So I'm actually personally in a six by six that we've replaced batting average, on base percentage, and added slugging percentage. So on base slugging, runs, homers, steals, and RBIs. Didn't we literally do something eerily similar to that? couple years ago yeah yeah we're in a we're in a six by six or maybe six by five because we didn't want ties but we still have batting average which i don't like but we have play we have batting average ops year and then for pitching win saves holds era we're holds guys in our league which i don't know if okay are. we actually just put it up to a vote this uh off season we're adding holds to it but it saves plus holds because we like all those middle relievers, especially the Yanks ones, Chad Green, Dave Robertson, Legends. Yeah. Um, so we're doing saves plus holds, which I think is a nice little kind of border between the two. That's what we do. I love holds. It's a whole new strategy. Like if you take out holds, you take out – A holds out, new strategy? Yeah. You take <laughs> out a lot of the gameplay. But we will talk in sake of just normal 5v5, the normal categories. Judge and Stanton are competing – they're both going to go down as right fielders. Oh, yeah. On average right now, so there's this website called NFBC. It's National Fantasy, National Fantasy Baseball Championship. They put out their average draft picks, and a lot of different sites like to use those. Giancarlo and Judge are both being picked in the top 20 right now. On average, Giancarlo's at 9, and Judge is at 17. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but you want to think about it in terms of how they're, draft, how they're drafting it, and this one's an average league. So most people out there would probably assume that Judge is going to fall a little bit in batting average this year. And Giancarlo's typically always had a little bit higher of a batting average than, than Judge has shown. So I think there's a big disparity there in the, in the way they're ranking, but both top 20. So yeah. people are believing, and there's a ton of value there. So I have Judge because I got him as a free agent last year, and I, we have, we're in a keeper league, which for mm-hmm. those that have no idea what that means, that means you get to keep some players. 
pretty self-explanatory. But that's exciting for me. I thought he was going to be higher than like – I thought he was going to be top 10, which made me really happy about the situation I found myself in. But top, top 20 works. Jake, who would you pick? I think you, you have to take Giancarlo fantasy-wise just because he's more proven. He is injury-prone. Someone could play that card and they wouldn't be wrong about it. But I think the other thing that factors in is that Giancarlo, people are love her. We love judging the two-hole. I think where baseball's heading loves judging the two-hole. And I've even, you know, not, not getting Adam off on the wrong foot. I think at one point we'll see Judge Bat lead off this season. I don't know if it'll be a slump buster thing or what it is, but just kind of the, the Barry Bonds thing that people had fun with it. Giancarlo, you're not going to mess around with him or anything. He's going to be three, four, five all year. And he's Giancarlo. I think the other thing to consider there, too, is Judge was, you know, in Yankee Stadium all last year. We saw what he could do playing in AL East Parks, you got Giancarlo taking the move from Marlins Park to Yankee Stadium. And I think I read a crazy statistic out there that if you overlay all his homers from last year, move him from Yankees or from Marlins Park to Yankee Stadium, he would have had like 68 or something because Marlins Park is huge. Yeah, that's um, fun. So that's another what, like, a, what a beautiful stadium too. No. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Was well, not beautiful. I I tried to do the overlay of John John Carlos home runs. Uh, it was like it was. I felt like Jake. I took like all his home runs and then his hit chart, and I was overlaying them. I tweeted it out. I was like, okay, this is very unofficial, but I think he's gonna hit seventy home runs. I'm hoping he learns to just flick them to right and just does it every day. I think he can. Instead of hitting one hundred percent of my using one hundred percent of my strength, I'm just gonna flick them. And they're going to go over the right. Like, this is easier for me. Yes. <laughs> like Jake was saying, I think he can. Giancarlo's shown that he pretty much has power to all fields. I'm trying to pull up a statistic right now that kind of proves it. But just from, you know, my, my memory, he definitely does hit a lot to right. So you add that whole factor in. Plus, most of the AL East parks are pretty favorable for righties, especially in terms of homers. Ides, uh, Tampa Bay, they're all top 10 parks for homers for righties. So you add all those games in there too. Could we see 70 homers this year out of out of Gene Carlos and uh, Jake and I are like too shy to be that cocky because <laughs> it's just scary to have Yankee fans that are that cocky. We don't, but I mean, yeah, sure. Give it to me. No, the, the safe number is that Giancarlo and Judge combined for 200 homers and just leave it there. <laughs> so you got to get both. You got to draft both. Yeah, that's a no. Oh my! So many Yankee guys have to be doing that with Giancarlo being a bottom first round pick and Judge being a bottom second round pick. So many people must be doubling down on those two. I'm gonna. I think I have to try and make a trade because Giancarlo is definitely a keeper. So I don't. I gotta find who's got Giancarlo because I'm gonna try and do all Yankees. Don't tell anyone our league, Jake. Well, <laughs> there you go, Adam. I did all Yankees in 2000. When we played the Orioles in the ALCS and then Jeter got hurt, 2012, I had – my team was literally the Yankees. My entire roster was just the 25 Yankees. Whoever Girardi played, I played. And I went from seventh place to third place and then got to the semifinals and lost because I tied. So do you think that's a good strategy this year? I mean, it can't hurt. So looking at the rest, you got – so you got Giancarlo, Judge, Gary Sanchez – and Severino all being picked in the top 35. Ooh. That's pretty insane. So if you can get yourself a couple of those, I think you're, you're already checking off a couple outfielders. I mean, having Gary Sanchez as your catcher, you never have to worry about anything. You probably don't even have to draft a second one. Maybe ever even have to go to the waiver wire. 
And then you can grab an ace in the top five rounds and you get Severino. I think that's a pretty good recipe for success. Well, I got I got Gary too, so he's my keeper. But Gary's interesting because I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but I would guess the catching position is the worst talent wise. Like there's Gary, there's Buster Posey, and then there's a, a drop off. How many catchers are going to be taken in the top 100? Very few. I think maybe the other one that that some might reach for, um, just because he has a lot of potential still, and you know seems to be able to play other positions. If he's you know if he's not catching, they can always throw him in the outfit if he's. Want him to you know be behind the plate every day. Who is that? Uh, Wilson Contreras on the Cubs. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he's going to be better than uh, Yachty and Buster Posey. That's his promise, right? Yeah, man. He he said it. So I actually like Wilson Contreras. I've met the guy out here in Chicago. He's cool. He's uh, he actually lives in my neighborhood. That's awesome. Super down to earth guy. He's uh, I I think he's a stud. If uh, you know, I, I like the Cubs. Uh, you know, I like to cheer for them since I live in Chicago, and they just got a sweet young team. He's, uh, I think he's going to be a stud. So I could see him going in the top 100 probably too. Who is Wilson Contreras, the one that started the hashtag, we are good? Um, I think that might have been Miguel Montero. Okay. All right. But don't quote me on it. I love these these hashtags, the Dominican or not English-speaking players start. Because it's like they yeah. learned English and they're just saying the basic phrase like, I am Gary. Glaber Torres is Glaber good. Uh, and then we are good. <laughs> it's just basic and awesome. Yeah. Those are, those are great. I literally, every time I see I am Gary once, I either retweet them or like send them to my friends and we all get laugh out of it. That's hilarious. So catcher's the worst position on the board, skill-wise, and Gary is top. Shortstop's got to yep. be heavy. Where does DD rank fantasy-wise? Does that hurt DD a lot? So, yeah, you are right. Gary's being taken as the number one overall catcher in most leagues. DD is being taken as the ninth overall shortstop in uh, in most leagues. I mean, there's a lot of studs at the position. So there's a lot of guys that had better seasons than him last year. I think in a 5x5 ESPN league last year, DD finished the year as the 13th overall shortstop. But that was in only 136 games. So Yeah. But, I mean, in speaking of fantasy, you usually have 10-team leagues, 12-team leagues. So 13th best shortstop. That's not, like – the best for fantasy not the best but i obviously believe that he's gonna keep getting better and it seems people do too since they're taking him as the ninth overall when he didn't finish that good last year so the one that's that's getting drafted pretty high on average i think 113 is where he's going off the board so depending on if you're a 10 or 12 team league you're looking at about the 10th round or the, or the 11th round there so if you want dd you're probably gonna have to reach a little bit probably ninth or 10th round Right. Fantasy skews some things too. Again, for those who don't play too much, because technically Alex Bregman is eligible as a shortstop, and he's a top—I think he's a top fifty fantasy guy, or right around fifty. So, and he's—I mean, he's going to be playing third baseman next to Correa this year. But in fantasy world, he's still listed as a shortstop, so he's—he's he's ahead of Didi, things like that. And we also got Machado, who's officially going to be a shortstop this year. And even if he wasn't official, he—he's eligible as a shortstop. So that hurts Didi as well. Yeah, looking at the rankings last year, non-traditional shortstops, you have Trey Turner in there. You have Chris Taylor of the Dodgers. You got Nunez, Bregman, Marwin Gonzalez, all guys who don't play short every single game. So if you're looking at strictly true shortstops, yeah, Didi is definitely higher on the list. All right. So Jake and I had a little talk about Greg Bird because I have no idea. Is he getting undrafted? Is he a late-round snag? Are people going to reach for him? Where's he coming in on mock drafts and shit like that? So, yeah, he's definitely getting drafted, but he's not getting the love that I think me and you 
both think he should be, Jimmy, but I know uh, Jake's a little bit lower on Bird. Um, he's getting drafted about 157th overall. So that's the 18th first baseman off the draft board. Wow. 18. Yep. Jake, thoughts? I, I, let's hear some of your thoughts. You sounded like you were okay with that 18. I think it depends the league you're in because these are for leagues that have average. So if you're not in, if you're in a slugging OPS home run, if you're in a power heavy league, I would think he's a good grab. But the injury's risky. I mean, it's still a risk. So, but I like that he's so low because that means I'm going to reach yeah. for him and. And people are going to be like, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. And then he's going to hit 40 home runs and hit 260. And I'm going to be like, no, you guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some profit to be had there if you can snag him around to the 18th. If you can get him as the 18th player off or the 18th baseman off the board, I think you're definitely going to be happy with that because I looked last year, the 15th overall first baseman in a standard five by five league was Mark Reynolds last year. And that was with a bridge, 30 bombs, 82 runs, and 97 ribbies. Okay. Yeah. First base is surprisingly deep. I mean, and I think the other thing that gets overlooked in fantasy often is consistency and being on the field, which obviously kills Greg Bird. But, you know, right now I'm seeing Carlos Santana. He's he's ranked around top 12 first baseman, something like that, 74th overall. And when Greg Bird's healthy, I, I think you could put those two on similar planes as of now. I don't think that would be out of the ballpark. But because Carlos Santana has more of a track record, very consistent, he's ranked 74th overall while Greg Bird. On this one, I have ESPN has him ranked 117 or 119. So, yeah, it's, it's just tough. I mean, some, some of the names you have to jump, I, I don't know. You can't put him ahead of Will Myers, even though Will Myers plays in San Diego. I, that's just there, – there's a couple on there that I think would get you – going a little bit jimmy but not too many i mean buster posey's kind of a loaded one because he's more of a catcher josh bell is you know big time prospect for pittsburgh does he put it all together but a lot of the names above him are guys that have consistent major league careers and justin smoke all right so here's my question if you want greg bird but you don't want to go too early on the pick but you have another kid in your league that's a yankee fan and you got you know that you two are battling it out. When's the when's the when's the okay threshold to what round to snake him? Like is is the first ten rounds just way too well, no. Yeah, is the first ten rounds too early? I think ten I would not scoff at. Okay. But any like depends. Like I mean, seven round seven probably too early? Probably a little early with seven, but if he can stay on the field for hundred and forty five plus games. I mean, you look at the rate statistics, like he's going to put up numbers. Um, we all know that, but that's the big if. So there's a huge risk there. But, yeah, I don't think 10, 11, 12. I mean, that's probably where you're going to have to take him, especially if there's another Yankees fan in your league. I also wouldn't draft Bird as a backup. So 18th, there's not 18 team, unless you're in an 18 team league or 20 team league, because his eligibility is just going to be first base. I never like having bench players of guys who just can play one position. Because first base is usually not a bench player position for me because you have a guy that's going to play almost every day there, and they usually have no other eligibility. Yeah, and then there's the corner infield spot if you play in a league with corner infield, so you can always start a couple first basemen. Nah, that's I'm, I'm going go <laughs> to go out and try to get him anywhere I can, and I'm probably going to take him in the top 15 rounds to make sure I get him. Um, 
because even if he gets hurt, I'm just going to happy be happy to have Greg Bird on my team this year. So I'm going I'm to reach for him. Medium risk, high reward. How about that? All right, Jake, who else? Who, who else? What about like Hicks, Gardner? Are those guys being taken? Or is it really crazy to take them in your league? Gardner, he's not the best fantasy player, I don't think. Yeah, I actually was trying to think of it last year, and I was trying to find where he came in on the player ranker last year in, in a standard ESPN league. And because he's being taken as the 45th overall outfielder right now, I looked and he was actually number 28 last year uh, overall oh. for all outfielders on the player rater in a standard five by five. So I think there's actually some value there if you can grab Gardner around the 17th or 18th round, which is where he's been picked in a 10 team league. That's probably where I would, I would grab him. What about? Hicks. I feel well, when like, you when you say Hicks, do you mean Ellsbury or Hicks? <laughs> Imagine that you draft Ellsbury. Um, no, Hicks, because <laughs> I think Hicks is crazy because I think only Yankees fans are going to draft Hicks unless you're just you're just at the end of the board and you're just going on ESPN projections and Hicks lies within a draftable rank. Yeah, so he's actually being picked as the 55th overall outfielder. So I'm assuming that they're they're thinking he's going to have the everyday center field job. Uh, which I obviously believe he should and, and will. So you, you're looking at about 230 overall pick. Um, and I'm huge on Hicks, especially in an on-base percentage league. Okay. Because uh, he's one of those guys that, that has a pretty solid walk rate. So his on-base is always going to be a little bit higher than his average. And I just think with everyday playing time, I mean, he was the 78th overall outfielder last year in only 88 games. And I think at the time that he got hurt, in my league, which is an on-base slugging league, he was a top 25 outfielder. Yeah, but I'm very confused by Hicks. Everyone loves him, and I don't have a problem with loving him. It's just like the dude's never had a full good season. Ever. He's the same as Bird, but Bird's only had two chances at it. Actually, Bird's only ever had two chances. Bird has only ever had two chances at being a healthy pro. Missed a complete season, and then last year was a debacle. Hicks has had like five chances and has never been a full season good. <laughs> yep. Wow. So, yeah, he's a pick, um, but has had four years in the pros before last year without really doing much of anything. But he did make some some small changes last year. Uh, he upped his walk percentage by like over 6%, um, showed a lot more power from both sides of the plate. And, you know, he's always been a stud defensively. So if he can just put up the same type of rates that he put up last year, he finished the year with a 266 average on base, 475 slugging. I mean, I don't, I could easily have that on my fantasy team. All right. Yeah. I just, what do you guys think? I'm just hesit- more hesitant on Hicks than, and I, and I feel like the general public should be with me on hesitancy, but everyone seems to be locked in that. And I, I 100% think he deserves a starting center field job. And, and and a good shot at it. I'm just uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm excited about his ceiling. I'm just not completely sold. Yeah, I think his defense will keep, keep him in center field. Uh, I think he's proven that he's one of the best center field defensive players in the league. He's got a cannon of an arm, uh, makes unbelievable plays, and makes all the routine plays. I know in my league, I'm I'm always talking Hicks up, and most of the guys in my league are you know real big up on their advanced statistics. So. I think like the sabermetric community is is super high on Hicks because of his prospect pedigree previously and some of the things that he did last year. So it really kind of depends on what league you're in. If you're in a league with no Yankees fans and you know guys that that read you know standard t- statistic type stuff, pretty late. But I know in my league personally, I'm going to have to reach for him because he's a 
definitely on everyone's radar in my league. All right. Well, I'm going to have to feel that out because I'm trying to get all Yankees and might have to reach for Hicks, might have to reach for Bird. It's tough. It's tough for me. <laughs> Jake, not happy with that. Good good for you, man. The question that I'm, I'm worried about because Jacoby Ellsbury is going to be racking up all those stats anyways is the starting rotation. Again, for those people not as familiar with fantasy, strikeouts, things like whip, walks, hits, uh, printing pitch become a lot more important. So you know, the things I've looked at so far, I mean, I'm not seeing CeCe's name anywhere. I'm seeing Jordan Montgomery's name before I see CeCe. And so I don't know if we want to reverse engineer it and start with the bottom of the rotation guys or, or where we want to end up because they have Seve rated very high. I've, I've seen Seve rated as a top 50 player overall, which to be a pitcher and do that, you have to be very well respected and be striking out dudes um, in droves. Is that the term? Sure. You just used it. Yeah. Yeah. D-R-O-V-E-S. That can't be a word. But, you know, I, me and Jimmy have been talking. I'm, I, I like Sonny a lot just because I think he's, he's going to adjust to being an actual Yankee. And I think talent-wise – he's he's got the whole package i don't know talk me through this because right now i'm seeing tanaka tanaka and sunny with similar ratings which might give some people a heart attack and i'm seeing a tier if not two tiers up from that what what do you think about the yank staff so yeah actually in a five by five standard espn last year severino was the uh, 16th overall player of all players so nice he's shown last year that he can be a top 20 fantasy player but According to their, his average draft position, you can get him around 30 overall. So he's obviously, you know, the cream of the crop of the of the Yankee staff right now. It's probably going to be tough to get Severino. I think he's getting picked right in between Mad Bum and DeGrom. So one of the aces in the league. He's going to be a top pitcher on any team in the league, 10 team, 12 team. He's your, he's your number one if you're picking him. Um, other than that, though, you're, you're pretty spot on. Tanaka and Sonny Gray are both going 100 to 150. So they're a little bit higher on Tanaka. He's the 25th overall pitcher off the board. Sonny Gray is the 39th overall pitcher off the board on average. The only problem with Sonny Gray is we used our league used to be crazy. It was like 10 categories, and one of them was innings pitched. So if anyone's out there in an innings pitched league, Sonny Gray was a little he would was not great for that last year. He averaged like five points in something innings pitched when he was with the Yankees, at least. But yeah, I, and that's what's interesting about him. He was the 37th overall pitcher last year in a standard five by five and that was kind of on a down year he didn't hit 200 innings pitched i think he had previously done that two years in a row um for the athletics in 2014 and 2015 um but yeah 2016 only 117 innings and then last year only 162 between the a's and the yankees so I think that's kind of a question mark but um like i said i think it was kind of a down year i think that if you can get him around the 39th pitcher off the board, I'll take that all day. Sounds good to me. All right, I, I have relief questions, Jake, unless you have more starting pitcher. So my relief strategy, even on normal years, um, like I keep joking that I want all Yankees, even on years when I don't do that, and I think Jake has kind of bought into this strategy too, is to get your holds guys and your closers from the same team. So on nights when your team wins, nights when a team wins by three or less runs, you get two holds and a, and a save. And, it, and then the next day they'll be off, but then the next day they might get again. Now, the Yankees with their six-man bullpen, you could get those – usually you have four relievers, pitchers, like, and they could rotate days. and You could still be getting holds in days. 
Like the Yankees bullpen is going to be getting a lot of holds. I feel like for sure. I mean, I wrote an article about it. I posted on Talking Yanks and just kind of took my opinion on how they're going to line up. Because it's tough. You can literally put any of those guys in the closer role. You can put them in the sixth inning and you can mix and match from there. So in my opinion, with Batance's struggles last year at the end of the year, I think they're going to have a little bit more faith in Robertson. Maybe Batances can choose or show that he can, you know, not hit everyone or <laughs> throw the ball over people's heads. Um, so I think Robertson's going to be your best bet for holds in the Yankees bullpen right out of the gate. But I mean, looking at at the value from last year, how they stacked up, Chad Green was the 125th overall player of all players and didn't get any saves. Shit. You know, standard league with saves, just because of how dominant his you know ERA, WHIP, and strikeouts were. I and love, then I love Chad Green. He's an absolute stud. I mean, everyone's going to know his name next year. Nobody knew his name last year, but I think next year that people are going to know Chad. He's a household name. Um, but then looking at Robertson, he was actually number 51 overall of all players last year. 15 saves from his time with the White Sox, but that's still not that much. Uh, he was that good last year that he was number 51 overall of all players. So a lot of Yankees relievers are going to be drafted this year. And you even have um, Dantes and potentially Canely in that mix too because those two guys can come out of nowhere and rack up a ton of Ks. Dude, I love everyone in the bullpen. Every time you just said a guy's name, except Batances, I'm a little weary on him. D-Rob, <laughs> actually, D-Rob, Chad Green, Chapman, and Canely. Warren kind of giving me a take, whatever about Warren. But those four guys I love. It's the best bullpen ever assembled, in my opinion. Ooh. You're muted, Jake, so we didn't hear you just say wow. I didn't even say it. I just mouthed it. Because I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that would be more impactful. But now you ruined it. Well, now I let everyone know. You were muted in real life. All right. We got to do prospects. Clint, Glaber, are these guys worth taking and stashing? We have a couple. We have a dude in our league who, like, always loves taking. Prospect guy. There's always a prospect guy. If this was a a cheesy ESPN article, the the 10 guys in every fantasy baseball league, prospect guy. (laughs) So easily. Had Harper on his team, like when Harper was still in community college for that half a year, and we weren't even doing keepers then. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that prospect guys will be grabbing Clint, Glaber, and Duhar and stashing them, or do you think those guys just let them be and wait till free agency to try and stash them then? <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, this all depends on what type of league you're in. If you're in a if you're in a keeper league. They're obviously going to get picked a lot higher. Uh, Glaber's being keep kept in my league. Um, we each get four keepers in my league, and Glaber's being kept. For me, might have to make a trade for a midseason. But <laughs> uh, in a standard league, Glaber's being picked real late. You know, probably one of the last players off the board. Um, fans and Yankees players in your league, you're probably going to have to take him a little bit earlier than that, since he could have an everyday role. Um, and you can pretty much. Uh, Andrew Har, Frazier, and every other prospect in our system um, after the draft because they're not being drafted in most leagues. All right. I'm scared. I I, I'm always scared to do that, and then I see someone else does it before me, and I get mad that I didn't do it. Yep. Especially because I know they're just playing me. Like someone's going to take labor and stash him just because they know I'm going to try and make a trade for him later on. Glaber's kind of interesting, and you know, I try to take off my Yankee hat as much as I can to try to be neutral, and it gets tough sometimes. But man, Glaber is a top prospect who essentially is going to be handed an everyday role on one of 
one of the best lineups ever. Uh, I, I think the interesting thing is part of his value in the real world is that he's supposed to have a pretty good glove and it's his hit tool. He's supposed to be a good contact guy, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't always fully translate to fantasy because this say, say Glaber plays 130 games this year, hits 290 with 10 homers and 10 steals. I think Yankees nation would be pretty stoked with that, but on a fantasy level, that still doesn't scream fantasy ownership. Yeah. So I actually made a, uh, just looked at what the, the top second baseman were last year, because I think that's where value out of him is slotting him in at second on the Rockies was the 15th overall second baseman in a standard league. He put up a 310 batting average, eight homers, six stolen bases, 95 runs and 64 ribbies. That's a pretty high. Claybar's probably not going to put 95 runs because if he does, you know, make the team and, and play every day, he's probably going to be at the bottom of the order. But I think he could easily hit eight homers and six stolen bases. And 310 might be a little lofty, but I see that as, as a pretty comparable value. He could be the 15th best second baseman in the league, fantasy-wise. Glaber, good. I mean, all he has to do is get on base. If he's hitting ninth and then Judge is hitting second, Judge will hit a home run. He's, boom, he's got 90 runs. He True. That. If you're, if that you're, is kind of a crazy thing to think of, that our, our nine-hitter could approach 80, 90 runs. That's how good our offense could be this year. It's very exciting. I can't wait for it to come. When do drafts – when do uh, – when do we like fantasy drafts start? Spring training? Mine's, uh, I think, March 16th. We've gone crazy in the past and drafted in like February, but then you always get, you know, some of their best players I drafted go down to spring training. So we're trying to kind of push yeah. it back a little bit, but also, know, people are getting antsy and they want to go early. Also, you have no idea where like 40 players are going to be that are probably going to be drafted players that haven't signed with the team yet. That's nuts. Did you guys hear the uh, craziness? That is that they might make a separate camp or team just for undrafted or unsigned free agents this year to go through spring training because there's so many of them left still. Oh, they're gonna make like a spring training awesome headquarters for undrafted play people. Like a separate team or like a camp where like yeah, undrafted free agents can go and play in spring training because there's so many. I hope it's player coached. Like there's no coaches. It's just a bunch of guys. Saint <laughs> Rod, no brainer. They win the grapefruit. I was just gonna say Rod out there. They galvanize because none of them have been signed and they win the Grapefruit League, but then one of them gets signed and crosses over and that's the championship now. And they're like, you were one of us. You you know, like the replacements. It'd be like the replacements. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting concept. I read it and I literally had no idea what to think of it. I think baseball should do that anyway. That's great. If, if I mean, come on. We, we talked about who was the guy we traded for, Jace Peterson, that we were like, mm-hmm. hey – you know, extremely low risk, low reward. He's a quadruple A player. The Yankees kind of have holes at second and third, even though not really. Man, for someone like that, if you could go out raking spring training and a team is pissed off at their prospects for not winning the job, bringing a dude like that, I kind of like that. Jabari Blash can go have fun out there too. He's uh, such a beast. That guy's huge. Is he? Yeah, he's like – Yeah, he's a – I don't know the exact. He's training. He's training. He's training under under the other beasts. He might. I'm. I'm holding out on Blash. Not this year, but yeah. He's he's like six five two thirty, and he only started playing baseball like, or no, he was playing baseball, but he would only have like one game a month because uh, the island he was from like didn't have a ton of baseball. Isn't he from Bahamas or one of those Caribbean islands? Yeah, it was one of, let's see, 
Jabari Blash, St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands. Nice. But yeah, and it was something, it was something crazy. Like he, <laughs> so I think whatever college it was threw him, threw him a scholarship, just like he's huge and he kind of plays baseball, but he's like, yeah, the first time I started playing baseball regularly was in college. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> 11 year 11 year old me was putting his heart on the line every day and this guy just grew into it but that's okay good for you jabari that's the same story with esteban florio our top center field prospect he's from haiti and i think he'd be the first player to ever be in the bigs from haiti which is crazy since haiti's on the same island as the dominican republic and it's like just okay on this side of the baseball this side of the island we do not play baseball on this side of the island it's our life but i guess haiti's got a lot of other stuff on their mind anyway keith law Basically ripped Florio apart in when he was talking about him. He didn't make his top 100 list. He said it's tough when a guy is a four-tool player and the one tool he doesn't have is the hit tool. He can't recognize pitches. He gets absolutely fooled. And all he is is really strong, really fast, but has zero baseball knowledge yet. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Everyone loves Florio. And he was like, whoa. But yeah, I mean – just imagine having the raw skills and 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 not the talent. Like I had, I had the baseball knowledge, no, nope. but no skills. Tough, tough look for Florio from Keith Law. I mean, he's only what, like twenty years old. I, I think he could. He's nineteen. Make leaps and bounds. I mean, play recognition is something that doesn't come for a long time. That's yeah. something the kids learn when yeah. they're in the minors. And the kids on the top one hundred prospect list that are that young are all tools, you know? I mean, yeah. they, they got to learn the game. Yep. Sounds like Esteban Florial is the same as when a college swoops up a, a seven-foot, seven-footer from Africa and just like, we're going to teach them basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. You got any other fantasy questions, Jake? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think we covered most of it. I'd... I wanted to get back to one of the things you said, which I forgot to answer. All right. CC. Yeah. Completely undrafted this year. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. Because he was the 46th overall starting pitcher last year in league. So top 50 pitcher last year, you know, he put up good numbers. It was kind of a, a, a bounce back year. But if he can just be similar to what he was last year, that's draftable. That's your, you know, one of your last starting pitchers that you might draft. So I, I think, think there's some value in CC this year. CC's ability to grind and his knowledge of pitching and his heart makes me think his ERA is going to be low. Because he'll just, even if he give, they put up three in the first inning, he'll figure it out. I don't know. His ERA has been low lately. Like last year he had 17 games with two run, two earned runs or less. It's just when he's bad, he'll have one really bad game, give up five runs, leave in the third inning, and then go get some barbecue and do it again in a week and come back better. I don't know. How, I'm Those saying I, I don't know if his peripherals are going to be great for fantasy, but I think his ERA is going to be – not kill you. If you're in a wins league too, you know, the Yankees are stacked this year. That's obviously going to help him because, um, I don't know, I seem to think whenever CC pitches that, that the team kind of rallies behind him and he's one of those guys who gets a lot of run support. That's, you know, off the top of my dome. I'm not this, but I feel like he's one of those guys that teams play well for when he's on the mound. Yep. Now you're starting to get it. No statistics behind it. Go with what's here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate wins leagues. We're in a wins league. I hate it because you have a reliever that blows the save and then gets the win. It's like, then you lose out. That's baseball, baby. I hate wins leagues. I, I, I want to get wins out of our league so bad because of that. 
it sucks when you're like, oh, you just beat me in wins because your reliever lost the game and then won and then got the win. Yeah, we switched to uh, quality starts a couple years back. That's what I've been asking for. Starting, hey, don't get too hot on it yet because I'm starting to hate quality starts now with how soft managers are being with their pitchers these days. You get you have to get six innings and three earned runs or less. And the amount of pitchers that get pulled in the fifth inning, whether it's like 5.1, 5.2, and they're cruising, but they're p- approaching 100 pitches, Joe Girardi, oh, my God. <laughs> those are times he would – those are Jose Quintana. Those are Jose Quintana leagues. Those aren't baseball leagues. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a win, in my opinion. But there's still some downfalls. Also, sucks about quality start is if you have a guy who just got out of the sixth inning, has only given up three runs, goes out for the seventh inning, gives up a home run, gets pulled. Bam! Quality start out the window. Yep. Yep. So those aren't perfect either. All right. Well, the last guy on. I did want to touch on though was Andujar. After him this year, if he gets the everyday third base job i mean you have to obviously have to take that risk but i looked at headley's numbers last year and you know headley wasn't great obviously but he was the let's see here he was the 27th overall uh third baseman last year with a 273 average 77 runs 12 homers 61 ribbies and nine stolen bases so probably not you know an everyday player on your team but someone that you probably could draft and, and get some decent value out of and you could probably grab him in the, in the last round the very last round yeah i so. i think that if if we're giving prospects love never mind when we have to add todd frazier to our third base equation but given prospects love justice and Ch- chance adams i think they have to be mentioned they're one of the, one of them's an injury away from getting in there keith law also picked apart chance adams said there's no way he's a high-end starter in the MLB. He's just like, there's no way. He said he is a fourth or fifth who kind of struggles but eats innings, or he's a good bullpen guy. Again, just, I mean, I don't take that as gospel. I don't take anything about prospects as gospel, but the love for Chance Adams has really dropped. And I think the love was only ever there from fans because he had a low ERA in the minors. Is Cash well, he was on the top 100 prospect list a couple times, and he still is, but he has definitely fallen. I think it's all about that third pitch. There's people that out, out there that don't believe he could ever develop his changeup enough to be a relevant starter in the big leagues. So it really kind of all depends with that. I'm throwing Domingo Acevedo in that mix too. If there's an injury or a trade, I think you would got to pick up Acevedo, Sheffield, or Chance Adams as soon as they get called up because you just never know. Those are such high upside guys that – you stash them on your on your bench, and you don't know what you could get. I'm a huge on Justice Sheffield. Um, I also saw, which is really interesting, I forget who wrote about it the other day, um, Dylan Tate from the Astros for, who was previously a number four overall pick. Supposedly he's looked really good, and there's some evaluators out there that are really high on him, and I think we got him for nothing. So Beltron, um, right? We got a couple guys in the wings. Yeah, I think it was the Beltron deal. Yeah. Cool. All right. I mean, that's a lot of fans to talk. We'll do it again maybe after draft. Maybe, I don't know. We'll do some some work fantasy into the show a little bit somehow. Maybe people can send in questions. But thanks for joining us, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, look forward to more in the future and talking Yanks. Want me to shout out your Twitter? Sure. O-da-papa, O-H-D-A-P-A-P-A, right? O-da-papa. New Jersey to Chicago. Yep, All yes, right. sir. Yanks for life. All right, thanks for joining, and we'll have you back on again. Thanks, guys.
All right, cool. So that's some fantasy talk. Maybe we'll have Adam back on, do some more fantasy talk as the season goes, like we said. Let us know uh, what you guys thought. And uh, is it smart to draft all Yankees? Answer's got to be yes, right? Yes. Let's go to some voicemails now. Here's voicemail numero Hey, uno. John Boy. It's Andrew from Mel's Kitchen. So uh, we know the Orioles and Rays are tanking this year, but where do you see the Blue Jays in the race? Because I actually think they're going to beat out the Red Sox for second. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I want Red Sox fans to suffer. The only thing that brings me greater joy than facing the Red Sox in the playoffs is, you know, their fan base suffering. Uh, what's it called? And I'm saying this based on the fact that, you know, uh, Blue Jays have probably a better rotation, you know, two aces with Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez. And uh, also I think the Red Sox bullpen's going to regress a little and – Blue Jays bullpen. It's going to get better with them putting Biagini back in it. So, uh, yeah, I want to know, do you see the Blue Jays beating out the Red Sox? And uh, just how do you see the AL playoffs, playoff race playing out? Thanks, man. All right, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. Basically, AL East, Jake. He says the Rays and the Orioles are tanking, which is somewhat true. Not worried about them. Incited to play the Orioles again. Do the Blue Jays scare you? Could they have something up their sleeve where they become a contender? Or are we kind of laughing at them too and this is a two-team race? A little bit, man. It's I, I just had this brutal realization that – because think about it. He, he, he mentioned greatly the – if the Yankees – say the Yankees were in a, a midler year or feeling stuff out. Like if a real, the Blue Jays are better than you guys this year, you're like, okay, that's all right. We get it. Like tough guy, tough guy. Watch. Even even if you truly felt that, <laughs> if you tell if it's Yankees telling Red Sox or Red Sox telling Yankees, like, oh, the Blue Jays are better than you guys. It's like, oh, oh, we got some sort of jerk on our hands, huh? Which I think is funny that <laughs> you couldn't give a true opinion. I I will say. I just don't think they have the depth in their pitching staff. Um, right now, it looks like Estrada, Stroman, Hap, Sanchez, Biagini, who I think I remember watching a game last year, and he almost had Chris Tillman sy- syndrome where it looked like he couldn't throw a major league curveball. Not even a major league curveball, a curveball period. The, I, the, the one thing you have to give them love, man, their infield can be pretty awesome, including Russell Martin, who I know is – Yankee times weren't great, but Justin Smoke had a monster year last year at first base. 38 homers, 90 RBIs. He led them in every category. Devin Travis, the second baseman, uh, minus the injury, played good. Uh, Tulowitzki and Donaldson, Solarte's floating around. So they their infield could be very good. Outfield, Pilar is great defensively. On offense, he, he provides some stuff. But their other starting outfields right now, I'm seeing Pierce, a guy named Hernand, Teoscar Hernandez. Pompey used to be a big prospect for them. It looks like he's buried on the depth chart. Pompey, buried. That's funny. I'm going to try that song at karaoke next time. We will lose. All right. Blue Jays, I just don't like playing at in Toronto. We didn't do great last year there. Right. So I didn't like playing there. But. I think Gary Sanchez has great numbers. I'm, I'm not really worried about the Blue Jays. And the Red Sox are just weird to me. 
Like, I just don't see them as a good team. The Red Sox, Ben Benintendi's their most exciting, one of their most exciting players that their fan base loves the most and they're most excited about. He had the same exact stats last year as Brett Gardner, who's what? Yeah. Our sixth most exciting player? Seventh? Something the, the Blue Jays have to earn their keep. It, they, they very well could be a good team. Any baseball team can be a good team. That's kind of the beauty of baseball. If you find a strength and you can play to it, whether it's small ball or homers or the pitching staff, whatever it is, uh, I mean, they have to prove it. And the Sox do have talent. It, would I be shocked if Toronto finished better? No, but I, I don't think you can predict that right now because if the Red Sox – They have pitching. If, if, if sales right, if price – goes back to his form if Porcello I can't talk Porcello if Pomeranz is good in what I think is a contract year with solid defense their outfield defense and they have bats they don't have the the mashing bats that you think of when you talk baseball but man guys like Mookie Betts Benintiani Bogarts Pedroia you know they can put together those big innings pretty easily because they're just going to slap the ball around pretty good so I don't know I I I still think the Red Sox are favored for second, but if, you know, an injury, something bad happens, Toronto Toronto, Toronto just plays good baseball. They could be better. Yeah. So. All right, next voicemail. Yeah, hi. This is William Crespo. I follow you guys on Twitter. Just calling and wish you guys good luck with the show. And we're big Yankee fans here from the Bronx. And um, just calling to give y'all good guys good luck. Um, I'll keep following you guys on Twitter. Thanks for you guys following me. And uh, once again, it's William Torres. I go on uh, at on Twitter. So just one of your guys' fans. I wish you guys good luck. Okay. All right, take care. Uh, all right, I didn't I didn't prep the voicemails or, or read through them at all. But that was just William Torres, um, fan of the show, <laughs> wishing us luck. Hey, Will, if you're a fan of us, we're I'm a fan of you. So uh, thanks for the love. Okay, this one. Okay, this voicemail probably yeah. got a question. Do you guys think if we acquire another starting pitcher this offseason, will Montgomery have a role in the bullpen or as a six-man rotation? Okay. Um, are we going to acquire another pitcher? I think that's likely. I wouldn't be shocked if we do. Wouldn't be shocked if we don't. Don't really want to go into depth about that. But if we do acquire one, I think we're going to go to a six-man rotation just because injuries, CC saying he wants it. But it's really hard to go to a six-man rotation roster-wise because you clog up another roster spot. So really quick, Jake, if we do get another pitcher, which we both think is a possibility. I I think my round quick answer is Jordan Montgomery is not going to be part of the rotation at parts this year, whether they just say it in the media or not. He's still going to make 20-plus starts. That's if they get another pitcher. Even if, yes. Between injuries, this, that, and the other, yes. All right. Next. What's up, fellas? Uh, it's Matt from Twitter, for local Matt. Uh, what's going on, guys? Just had a few questions for you. Uh, first off, I wanted to see uh, who you guys think uh, in the division will have the most wins against, uh, like, crush the Orioles last year. So could be them again. I was just wondering. wanted to get your guys' take on that. And uh, one more thing. I wanted to get your guys' take on the uh, – how do you truly feel about Chance Adams? Um, do you think he'll be a starter? Do you think he can be a relief face, kind of like Chad Green? Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so we kind of answered both of those, but I think we'll have the most wins against the Orioles. Uh, the young guys loved hitting there last year, and I hope that continues. And Chance Adams, we did. We just talked about that with Adam on the fantasy baseball section. I, I, 
I lean more towards the scouts who don't see him as a superstar in the bigs. I think he would be a Phil Hughes type if he comes up. Like serviceable middle pitcher, not going to be top tier. Jake? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little higher on chance. I think, you know, potential and prospects, everything is what it is. Like this, <laughs> it could be very good. You, they like him as a prospect already. If that slider tightens up a little bit, goes goes two miles per hour fastball, now he's a top prospect again. So I don't know. Let, let's see what Chance Adams has as a starting pitcher at some point and then go from there. What was the first part? I'm blanking. What team are we going to have the most wins against in the division? Oh, it's the Oreos. Pesky Rays, man. I agree. I agree. I, I'm not, I hate making predictions on prospects because – you never know. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the biggest believer. And like, you tell me this guy's going to be fantastic. You tell me Glaber's going to be an all-star. I'm like, let's wait and see. And so, something I, I wanted to mention when we talked to the prospects was prospects and prospect scouting reports are a snapshot, right? You know, I just, there's so many guys that were either good and turned out not to be, or weren't good and turned into being great. Joey Bats was a journeyman infielder and then became a stud future steroids but i i don't know it's, scouting reports are a snapshot in time jerks and profar was a top prospect yeah austin jackson like a lot of guys that just become serviceable mlb players but no one you're writing home about and every, everything's a timeline like austin jackson is now becoming a solid baseball player now <laughs> but it's just five years later than a lot of people thought so yeah be good chance how about that yep all right Sounds good. That's the end of the show today. Ugh. I got to go deal with these guys on Twitter are mad at me. Didn't even don't even know who they are, but they just keep tweeting at me. Like, love that. Pretty pretty annoying. <laughs> who cares? All right. Uh, hopefully we get news. How many weeks in a row have we said that? Hopefully we get news. So give Jake a follow at ESPN underscore Jake. Talking Yanks a follow. We think the Brewers making moves is finally going to make other teams making moves. Is that the hump that breaks the camel's back or no? Because I think no. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like nothing's doing, which is boring. But we're getting closer to spring training, and that's really exciting. A couple weeks out. All free agent team. All free agent team. Spring, spring training and regular season. Yeah. Let's roll some yeah. dice here, babe. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Leave a rating, review, subscribe, all that nonsense. Do what you want to do. And we are out. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.